You are listening to the Happier at Work podcast, and I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the podcast for HR and business leaders. We talk about things like leadership, well-being at work, diversity and inclusion, and the future of work. That seems natural, right? It seems normal. I would want to treat somebody as I would want to be treated. But the platinum rule is so much more effective because we all have different personality styles and we all want to be treated in a different way. So the platinum rule says treat others as they would like to be treated. That makes more sense. Welcome to this week's episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I am your host, Aoife O'Brien. You are very welcome here. This week's guest is Nasheen Somtali, and she is a coach, a mindset trainer, and a certified DISC behavioral analysis consultant. She founded her company Elevate Now. With her background in business development at Microsoft and as a corporate coach and trainer, she has worked with a wide range of leaders, helping them transform their businesses and performance for optimal outcomes. She is passionate about personal development with focused attention on mindset, self-discovery and communication. Now, Sheen's driving purpose is to be a catalyst for change, action and positivity through Elevate Now. We have a great discussion all about communication and specifically how the DISC profiling can help people to communicate better and to really understand ourselves more. And I think for me, it's critical to be able to be a more effective leader. It is critical to understand yourself, your own tendencies and and really increase that level of self-awareness. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. As always, I will be doing a wrap up at the end of some of the key points and takeaways from the episode. So don't forget to stay tuned for that. As always, you can get involved in the conversation primarily over on LinkedIn. Also, if you want to connect with me, you'll find all details to connect with me through the Happier at Work website, which is happieratwork.ie. Welcome, Nasheen, to the Happier at Work podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself to listeners? Hi, Aoife. Uh, it's great to be here with all of you. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Nasheen Samtali. I am a business mindset coach as well as a corporate trainer. And what I do is basically I train people in companies on leadership and communication, as well as help entrepreneurs start their business. I'm based in Canada and I'm originally from the island of Mauritius. Wow. Amazing. Amazing, amazing place. And we today are going to be talking about this idea, the elusive concept of work-life balance, or as I recently learned about the concept of work-life harmony or how to blend work and life, but with a very specific uh, focus or viewpoint from a DISC perspective. So I suppose, I mean, there's no need to beat around the bush. Let's get straight in there. Tell us about DISC. What what does DISC mean? What are the benefits of it? Uh, I know I certainly know my profile, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that once you've you've shared a bit more about the different profiles. But I'm really keen to get stuck into this conversation. Me too. I'm so excited to hear about that because. So let me introduce what the DISC is to begin with. So the DISC is, it's an assessment, it's a personality assessment that allows every individual to understand themselves better from different perspectives. So their weaknesses, their strengths, their best communication tools and how to best communicate with others as well. So basically in a nutshell, this is what the DISC is all about. And so when we think about work-life balance or as I call it, harmony, I I love to call it simply harmony and not work-life harmony because as long as we're going to distinguish between work and life, we're going to segregate this. Yeah, that's a very good point. Exactly. So when we talk about harmony, it's like we're creating the life that we want. And part of that is our work and that's okay. And the thing about when we talk about harmony is we, nothing is, not everything is going to be always the same. There will be changes. Sometimes we'll do more at work. Sometimes we'll do more in our hobbies. Sometimes we'll do more with our family. And that's okay. Because when we're talking about harmony, it's the whole thing. It's not, Hey, I need to spend a, a, a certain amount of time in my work, a certain amount of time in my hobbies, a certain amount of time with my family. Harmony really brings that concept of I'm aligned 
with myself in every area of my life. This is my definition of, of harmony. And so when we think about the DISC assessment and how this relates to uh, harmony in our life, I think there are two pieces to that. The first one is understanding ourselves. So that self-awareness piece where we get to, to really say, oh, this is my dominant personality. This is how I show up the most. And one of the important things about the DISC is it doesn't tell you this is who you are and that's it. Because when you take the DISC assessment, you're actually thinking about a certain environment. And I don't know if you will agree with me here, but the way we behave at work and the way we behave at home is not exactly the same. What do you think about that? Uh, yes, I agree with that. Interestingly, I took an assessment when I started a job in uh, London, um, probably at this stage, like 15 years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And in it, it said that, or one of the maybe positive attributes that came from it was that my personality doesn't change between work and home. And I thought that's actually quite interesting. I never, I never knew that about myself. I never kind of associated that, but I can see for other people that yes, you're absolutely right. This, the idea of the context or the environment that people are in will determine how their behavior shows up. So I would love to understand more about the impact that that has. Yeah. So So when somebody is taking their DISC assessment, they'll think about their work environment and how they're showing up in that environment. And so that's why I love the DISC, because it doesn't categorize you in just a box. It just tells you, hey, this is how you're showing up the most in that environment. And sometimes, like you say, it's congruent with different environments. Sometimes it's different. And so and another reason I like the DISC assessment is that it's simple. There are so many personality tests out there that overcomplicates things. And I like the disc because it's straight to the point. It's easy to understand. It's, it stays into our mind as well, right? So let me cover a little bit about the different personality styles so the listeners here can start to identify not only which one they fall mostly into in their work environment or whichever environment they're going to choose, but also it will allow them to understand the people around them better. And once I've done that, then I'm going to go into how this works um, in the work environment to create that harmony that we want. Excellent. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So um, DISC basically stands for, D stands for dominant, I stands for influence, S stands for steady, and C stands for compliant. These are the four different personality styles, and we are actually all a mix of all of these personality styles, but there will be one, two, or three in which we're going to show up more. So when somebody takes a a DIS personality style, they're going to to be either like a DI or an SCI or a CI or an SC, depending on how they're showing up in that environment. Now, let's look at some of the different characteristics of each of these personalities. When we think about the D personality, this is a personality style that is very rare in the world. They constitute about only 3% of the population. D stands for dominant. And when we think about this personality style, these are the, the, this, is the, this is the style that shows up as being very confident and they're very driven. They're also very results-oriented. They value results. And when we think about the deep personality style, there are people who can make decisions fast. They're very decisive. So these are some of the strengths that we can recognize within the D style. And the other side of that, when we think about some of the things where they are not so great at, where they will need support, it will be things like feeling impatient or maybe being a little bit argumentative. Because think about this, when somebody is very decisive, they can make decisions very fast and they're communicating with someone who isn't like that they can get impatient. And the another part of that is also that they can come across as too authoritative or a little bit bossy because mm. they are natural leaders. They want to lead. They will take over projects and lead confidently. And so in, in that team, if, if they're working in a team and there are some other personality styles there that are S's, for example, they might not like this style too much if they are too straightforward, if they are too forthcoming. I don't want to give anything away about what 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 I am, but I definitely have encountered D's in the workplace for sure. 
Okay. And and they are very present. The one thing that I do want to understand before to to highlight before moving forward with the other style is that all the different styles have great strengths and there are parts of their style that they're not great at. And that's absolutely okay because that's the beauty of of the disc and understanding yourself and others because now you're going to understand how you complement each other. And that's where really the the beauty of it comes in the work environment. So let me move on to the to the next one. The next one is the I personality style, which is which stands for influencing. The I personality style is that person who is very friendly. They love to talk and they're very optimistic and, and, and encouraging. So if you think about the I personality style, you'll think about the people who will always come to you to talk. They're usually surrounded by other people because they are great storytellers. They will describe a story by describing their feelings in it. So I want to share, I want to share a story here. One of my friends is a high eye personality and we grew up together. And today when she's talking about things that happened to us when we were younger, I listened to her and all I can think of is like, oh my God, my my life was great because she has such a, a, a good way of telling that story and blending her feelings in and the way I saw it was not the same, <laughs> but it's, a, it's such a pleasure to listen to them. This is the I personality style. And when we think about this personality style, the other side of it will be, they can get easily distracted in the work environment or even, even in their home environment. Uh, they may be more concerned with popularity and feeling accepted rather than um, result-oriented. And they might have some difficulties to follow through on projects. These are some of the weaknesses that the I personality style may encounter in their work environment and at home as well. The next personality style is the S personality. So the steady personality. When we think about the steady personality, oh, I forgot to mention the I personality constitute about 11% of the population. And the S personality style is the biggest amount of people in the world who are S, S's, that is 69% of the population. So when we think about the S personality style, they are people who are very reliable. They're very loyal. They're also very great listeners. They make a great team member because they can easily adapt to what's going on because they don't have that, that, uh, tendency to want to take over or overshare, or they just want to, to blend in and, and do their best and be loyal to what they are, what they are doing. When we flip that, uh, flip that side of the S, we look at it a little bit deeper from a perspective of how it can affect a teamwork. For example, we can see things like resistance to change because the S personality style they're steady, right? They value stability. So whenever there is change, so when we think about the work environment, specifically last year, right? A lot of things change. So they might feel a little bit more resistant to change because now they're losing their sense of stability. They might also be, they might also experience difficulties with confrontation. So whenever something is going wrong, they might not express themselves easily. Or if somebody is bringing something to them and giving them feedback, for example, if it's not expressed in the right way, they might feel that as a confrontation and they're not comfortable with that and they might just shut down if it is a very high S. So these are the things that, uh, when we think about the S's. And the last personality style, which is compliant, they constitute about 17% of the population. They are the personality style who has an analytical mind. They are the problem solvers. They love to be organized. They are very quality focused. They value quality and they're very precise. And when we think about someone who's like that, we like personally I've enc- encountered people who are like that and they do extremely well in roles like accounting, for example, or auditing that really requires that specificity and that uh, detailed-oriented mind. And when we look at the other side of the C personality, we can see things like 
perfectionism that might affect their work because now they're getting so focused on the quality of the work to the point that they want it to be perfect before submitting the work, it can affect the timing on a project, for example. They can also be resistant to change because they want all the data, all the information before they're able to take the next step. But very often in the work environment, we don't have all of, all of these details. We need to be able to make a decision fast and move forward and then find the data and the figures and all the details as we're moving forward. So these are some of the weaknesses that the C personality might be experiencing. So that was a brief overview of the different personality styles. Great. Now, it's, I mean, it was a really great kind of a whistle-stop tour on the different areas. And for me, uh, you know, sus suspense loaded. Uh, I am a steady. I didn't realize that 69% of the global population was steady as well, though. So now I don't feel very unique at all. But that's, it, I can really relate to that, being reliable, loyal, a good listener, um, uh, don't necessarily want to take over, but I do definitely have this resistance to change and a difficulty with confrontation um, uh, and a difficulty expressing myself, maybe not to the uh, degree of completely shutting down, but in the past, I can definitely see that that, that has come through. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, that's, uh, I am most definitely an S. I can see a little bit of C in myself as well. Um, being very analytical and organized and uh, driven by quality and precision. And mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think in another, uh, in another lifetime, I might've been an accountant or a management accountant or some sort of, um, uh, for the, the sound and like, this is not a lot of people, but uh, I, the, the concept or the idea of doing some sort of forensic accounting where you're trying to find, uh, you know, issues and things like that with numbers. I think that really appeals to me, which I think a lot of people <laughs> probably wouldn't be able to say. <laughs> That's good. I'm also an S, by the way. I'm an SI. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I have that calm personality, but I also have the bubbly personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. I must pull out the, uh, I've done various reports over the years and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, consistently come out as an S, which some people don't get because I know at one stage when we were doing it and this wasn't, it wasn't a proper, um, how would you say, like a verified report. It was more, you know, get the room full of people to divide ourselves into uh, introverts and extroverts at the very, very top line. And people mm -hmm. often associate me with being an extrovert, but I'm, I'm not, I'm an introvert actually, mm. uh, sometimes presenting as an extrovert, but definitely an introvert. So once that distinction is made, it's the D's and the I's that are the extroverts and it's the S and the C's that are the introverts, mm -hmm. uh, which is my, that's my understanding of it anyway. Yeah. So the S and the C's tends to be more qu quieter and the D's and mm. the I's will express themselves a little bit more. And th that's an interesting thing that you're bringing on the table here, the introvert versus extrovert, because there's a very, when people think about introverts, they think about, um, they don't like to talk. They're very shy and all of these things. My yeah. definition of an introvert, cause I'm an introvert as well, but come across as an extrovert. Yeah. The definition of an introvert is somebody that doesn't get their energy from being around people. They get that energy yeah. by being alone, but they love being around people, which is very relatable to the S personality there. They love people. They love, they are people oriented, but they also need that time alone to yeah. re-energize. It's funny that that exact conversation has come up a few times this week, just in, in various different conversations that I've had about introversion and extroversion. And I think you're so right. We always associate introversion with being a bit quieter, a bit shy uh, and that kind of thing. Whereas, in fact, it's not really. And I'm not sure how that that came about initially. Um, but that's certainly what I grew up understanding is that extroverts are kind of loud and a little bit gregarious and quite friendly and introverts mm -hmm. are shy and quiet and, and don't say a lot. And they, in addition to wanting to be alone, but I most certainly get my energy from, from being on my own, but I also like to socialize as well and be around people. So a bit of a mix there. 
Yeah, people don't don't get it. I remember I was once at a at a at a conference, and my cousin was sitting next to me, and the the speaker was asking, "Who's an introvert?" I raised my hand, and my cousin started to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "You're not an introvert." I'm like, "I am an introvert. I don't get my energy yeah. from people, <laughs> but yeah. I love to talk. I love to communicate as well." This is it. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I have spoken about this on the podcast before. I had a, a lovely guest, Eva Lennox, talking all about introversion. So if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, it's definitely worth checking out on the different types of introverts that there are as well, uh, you know, and, and being a social introvert. And I think both Eva and myself said that we were social introverts. So people mm-hmm. might think that we're a little bit more extroverted because we have that social element to to uh, what we want to do. And so therefore people don't automatically think of us as, uh, as introverts as such. Yeah. I, that was actually the first episode I, I listened to on your podcast. Oh, very good. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I mean, a really great and interesting synopsis there of these different types. And exactly as you said, Nasheen, it's, it's, very simple in it, in its approach. And there's a lot of personality profiling out there that is overly complicated, but I think it's more exactly, as you said, about having that level of self-awareness of what your particular strengths are and maybe some of the challenges that you would have, but not only just being aware of that, actually doing something about it and saying, okay, so if I have an issue with confrontation, how do I bring more about, how do I bring more of that? How do I get more practice in dealing with those kind of conflicting issues? And, and, uh, you know, if, if the S personality, for example, has an issue with the D personality, then how do you try and manage those? And, and just being aware of that on both sides, both from a D perspective and from the S perspective. Absolutely. And one of the things that I like to highlight when I'm working with corporates and, and individuals who, who are doing that personality and are part of a group is to understand that you have great strengths. What we want to do and the way I use the disc is to really put more light on those strengths and have you develop those more and more because this is the area that you're naturally gifted at. And the more you're going to use that, the more you're going to shine. But one of the things that a lot of people do is They forget about the strengths. They just focus on the weaknesses and they spend a lot of energy trying to, to, to work through these when it doesn't come naturally to you. So they feel burnout after some Mm. time because this is not just, this is not something that, um, comes naturally to them. And so it uses a lot of energy. The way I use the disc with corporates is to really understand in that team. Okay. These are the strengths of each of the individuals. Now, Now let's see from the work that they have to do who complement each other here. So who's that C personality that can bring that layer of details into the group so that the S personality and the I personality can leverage on them. This is how we want to really use the disc so that we're looking at the combined efforts and not burning out. So since we're talking about work-life balance or harmony, this is how we want to really leverage the, the disc personality test in the work environment to really see how each people in a team complement each other. So who's your go-to when you need something related to, um, when you're, you're going to have a communication or a speech that you have to do, go to the I personality. They can help you out on that. Or if you need details, go to the C personality. If you need someone that's a little bit more authoritative, you need their support on that, go to the D personality. So really having that mindset when it comes to the disc in the work environment. This is what really helps um, team to really move forward with less stress. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is looking at communication styles. Different personality styles like to be, receives information in different ways. So I'm sure you've heard about the golden rule that it says, treat others as they would like to be treated. Yes, only recently, the golden versus the platinum rule. This is a recent discovery for me, so I'm quite excited (laughs) about it. And so keep going, keep going. (laughs) So that seems natural, right? It seems normal. I would want to treat somebody as I would want to be treated. But the platinum rule is so much more effective and logical because... We all have different personality styles. 
and we all want to be treated in a different way. So the platinum rule says treat others as they would like to be treated. That makes more sense. So when we think of it from a communication perspective, each of the personality style has different ways of receiving information. That's why you see sometimes in a group uh, at work, or even when you're working one-to-one with someone, you may be a, you may be a C personality, for example, you're giving all the details about a project to someone. Let's say that person is an S personality. You're giving them a lot of details, a lot of information. And what happens is after a few weeks or a few days that you check up on them, they didn't do most of these things. The reason for that is because the S got overwhelmed. I can relate. <laughs> Get straight to the point, please. You know, that's why, yeah. you know, if you want me to do something, put it into bullet points, please. <laughs> exactly. So that's the, that's the deep personality style. They like things to be direct. They like things to be brief and to the point. They don't want mm. to know the details of the how you're going to do things. Mm. They just want to know what you're going to do and then do it. So again, remember that deep personality is results oriented. Yeah. So that's the way we want to talk to them. When you look at the I personality, on the other hand, they are the chatty kind of people. They love to talk. So they need that socializing part in every conversation. So you should not be doing all the talking when you're talking to an I personality because they need to be, they need to feel heard. They need to feel listened to. They have a lot to say. And don't ignore their ideas, acknowledge their ideas because they are brilliant. They are the creative, the most creative people. Don't ignore their ideas and always allow time for socializing. And so in every conversation, when you're going in with an I, be prepared to let them talk and then go get to business, whatever you need from them, and then give them some more space to talk at the end. That's the best way to talk, to communicate effectively with an I personality. Mm. Yeah. I wanted to give a shout out to you, my listeners, for all of the support over the last year and a half or so since I started the podcast. It has gone from strength to strength. We have reached nearly 18,000 listens at this stage. So I'm absolutely delighted. I'm over the moon. I recently checked the podcast stats and in February for the first time ever, I reached over 2,000 listens for the podcast in any one month. If you don't already know, I'm usually on LinkedIn Live every week. There's no set time because obviously we're managing different time zones and things like that with guests. But I am typically over there and I would very much welcome any questions that you have on the most recent podcast. If you want to listen live, you can also listen to the replay and you can let us know what you think in the comments over there as well. If we're not already connected on LinkedIn, feel free to connect with me. You will find a link in the show notes below. You will also find a link on my website, happieratwork.ie. If you would like to connect with me, just mention how you know me and I'd be happy to accept your request. I have also recently been nominated or should I say shortlisted for an award from Digital Women for Podcast of the Year. And I absolutely couldn't have done that without you and your support. So thank you so much for the ongoing support. I really, really appreciate it. I loved I love this approach um, from a couple of different perspectives. It's this idea of focusing on our strengths because oftentimes we are very hard on ourselves as people as to what you can't do or what your weaknesses are, or you have mm-hmm. to try and overcome something in some way, which exactly as you mentioned, it can lead to burning out if you're trying to constantly overcome your weaknesses. And it's so much better. Uh, and I know this from experience as well, to focus on your strengths and then to get support from people who complement those strengths in some way. So if if you, um, I'm trying to think of an example here, but maybe with the S and the C, and if you need someone exactly like you mentioned, that has that C who can bring that level of detail. So maybe the D's and the I's are very visionary, but actually you need someone to execute on the detail and be very specific, or you need someone to check a document for errors and you, you're like, okay, well, now we need to bring in the C personality to check for those errors because certainly the D or the I is, is, won't have any interest <laughs> in doing it and won't be good at doing it either. Not to exactly. make a broad sweeping statement, but that's my understanding of it. 
Absolutely. And on top of all of that, it creates stress for the D's and the I's because they don't enjoy it. They're not good at it. It takes all of their energy and they feel drained. So it adds yeah. on to stress and it affects harmony or work-life balance, whatever the, yeah. you want to call it. Harmony, just harmony, just life harmony rather than I love just that life harmony. Not even just work-life harmony, just life harmony, being harmonized yeah. and, you know, blended approach. And um, the second point I wanted to make on that, Nasheen, is this idea of communicating in a way that the uh, receiver of that communication will react best. So rather than expecting other people to pander to your own communication needs, thinking about the other person first and how they best receive that communication. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, having been on the receiving end of, you know, if someone goes on and on and on and on to me, and I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a little bit lost about what the point is here. And yeah, I, I had uh, someone read my face a couple of years ago and do facial profiling. And I didn't know this about myself before it was pointed out. But when he pointed it out, it made a whole lot of sense. And that was you need someone effectively to give you bullet points like what is what are the key things that I need to know? And you need to get to the point quickly with me. Mm -hmm. And maybe that comes through. I'm happy to read through uh, a lot of data if there's if there's relevant information in it if there's if there's extraneous information let's say <laughs> I get really bored and really frustrated quickly uh, and yeah. if something can if if I'm reading something and I feel that it can be summarized into a few different points but actually someone's turned it into a book I find that very frustrating as well <laughs> you know because it's just it's just all fluff that they've added to it and really the there is only a few key points that they're trying to make, um, but the same in, in any situation. And I suppose one of the things that shines through in the podcast and what I really love doing with the podcast is taking the information that has been shared on the podcast and turning it into some really practical steps for people to take. So that's why I spend the time thinking about, well, what are the key takeaways from this podcast and summarizing at the end? Like here, if you want to... Um, reflect if you want to remember what were the key points that we discussed in this podcast, because sometimes you can listen to stuff and you don't necessarily take action. I want people mm -hmm. to, to be taking action as a result of listening to this. I love that. So I summarize the points, I synthesize the information into, you know, maybe four or five minutes of here's, here's some of the key points that you need to take away and here's some of the action that you can take as a result. And I didn't know that that was one of the strengths that I had until I started doing this. And, and, and when I was doing my master's dissertation as well, someone uh, pointed out that actually something I'm very good at is synthesizing information. Uh, but it took doing this and, and doing the masters as well to actually recognize that as a strength of mine. So um, so it's, it's quite interesting from that perspective. But uh, I'd love to talk more now about specifically how we might apply that when it comes to this concept of harmony in our lives. And, you know, whether we talk about that in the context of most people are working from home at the mm -hmm. moment, they probably don't feel a sense of harmony between work and life. They are uh, may or may not have a separate space where they're working. So they're effectively homeschooling. They are having their breakfast and they're working all in the same place. And it feels like maybe a complete lack of boundaries. But I'd love to understand from a personality perspective, what are the different maybe steps that people can take to if, uh, manage that more effectively. Okay. So um, bef before I get to the personality style here, I want to really define what, what harmony, what creating harmony is in your life. Because I, I define harmony as being a state where you're aligned to what you genuinely want and aligned to who you are so that it's easier for you to make decisions, to take actions, even to think and to think and to start to feel through the filter of this simple question, is that in harmony with my life? That's the way, that's the question that I use all the time. So in the context of work-life balance or harmony or having everything at home today, working from home, everything that you're doing, ask yourself that question, is that in harmony with what I want in my life? And so for that to be powerful for you, you need to understand firstly yourself and you need to understand what you want in your life. 
Because every time you're going to do some work that maybe is going to take a little bit more time and effort and impact a little bit your family's time from what you wanted to be your family's time. If you don't have, if the answer to that question is no, it's going to create stress. It's going to create frustration. But if you know what you're doing is aligned to who you are and aligned to what you want in your life, then it will reduce that more and more. And I think after last year where everything got change into our lives, it's a question that a lot of people need to reflect on and reevaluate and redefine because so many things have changed for us. So what is harmony for you in your life? What is it that you want so that you can then ask yourself in everything that you're doing, is that in harmony with what I want or not? That's such a powerful question, Nasheen. And I think I think, um, let's say abstractly or anecdotally speaking, last year was the perfect opportunity for people to think about that. And and certainly anecdotally, I heard so many different stories of, oh, wouldn't now be the perfect time. And so many people, you know, broadly speaking, so many people are starting to have a look at that. But I haven't encountered any specific examples of where that has happened. Um, so people are kind of talking a little bit more in the abstract rather than specifically about themselves. Mm-hmm. So I suppose what I want to do for anyone listening now is to call out if you haven't done that, if you haven't taken that opportunity. And I think COVID really showed us what's important in life. Maybe just take some time after this, whether it's five minutes, whether it's half an hour to reflect on those very specific questions. So in in understanding myself, you know, who am I? What is my identity? And what do I want from life? You know, those two really powerful questions. Absolutely. That is such a key takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And I I, I, don't, I want to share my story here because this is a story of how I use that in my life last year, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wonderful. So um, I lost my job with COVID last year. I was a corporate coach and trainer. And in March of last year, because it was a small company, they weren't able to survive and my job was made redundant. And I actually used that opportunity and I call it an opportunity to go full-time in my business Hmm. because I knew exactly what I wanted and I wanted my life now to have that harmony. Yes. So that's one of the ways that I use what happened last year in my favor and in going to the thinking of the market is not working. People don't have money. Who's going to buy from me? People are losing their job and all of these things. I focused on, on me, my well-being, and what harmony meant for me. I think that's such an interesting approach and such a nice approach. And, you know, I was coaching a few people last year who were looking to leave their corporate roles. And I think COVID put put, you know, put the, put the fear in them a little bit because they're like, well, who's going to, who's going to hire me now? And we're in this global pandemic Mm -hmm. and it's going to be really difficult to set up my own business. But I think you have a really nice reframe there of um, seeing this as an opportunity and thinking really about what it is that you want for your life and see this, yeah, as an opportunity. So rather than as a setback, see this as a, as a total opportunity for yourself. That's the thing about opportunity. It often comes to disguise as a misfortune. But if you have the right <laughs> yeah. perspective, you will see it. It's all about perspective. Yeah. And that's why it's important to understand yourself and understand what it is that you want in your life. Simple. Yeah. But once you have that laid out, every decision you make, every tax- action you take, is it feels aligned. And in harmony. Yeah. Yeah. This concept of being aligned, I think is really, really important. Um, so kind of bringing it back to this, uh, how we relate mm-hmm. this specifically then to the DISC profile. I'd love to explore that in a bit more detail. Absolutely. So when we think about having that harmony into our life, this is how I think about it. The key focus is on you and your well-being. When you know yourself, you know what triggers you, you know what motivates you, you know what are your your weaknesses and your strengths, so you know what to focus on in your life and you know what to stop doing 
that is causing that frustration because it is not your areas of gift- giftedness. It is not the areas that comes naturally to you. So when we think about having that harmony into our life and we know who we are, it is easy for us to do the things that aligns to that and easy for us to say now, oh, these are the things that I'm not good at and that's okay because I'm going to get help in that now. So it really helps to reduce that stress that comes from life. Or even when we think about um, communication with others and when we think about harmony into our life, we think about a life that where we're able to express ourselves and others are understanding us as well. This is what creates harmony, another, another piece of harmony into our lives. With the dispersonality style, you not only understand yourself, you understand others as well. One of the primary cause of issues at work or even in our life is miscommunication. We think we're saying something, but the other person is getting in, is, is understanding it in a different way. But if you understand the other person, you can now reframe your message to fit the other person so that the other person is getting what they need from that and they understand it. And again, that brings harmony in your life because now you're not having to go back and forth. You're not having to struggle in that communication that leads to other issues later on. It seems so simple, (laughs) but I know that it's not easy to do that, but you're so right. It is, you know, it kind of ties in with what we said uh, not too long ago in relation to treating people the way they want to be treated and communicating with people the way they want to be communicated with for a better understanding. So if you want to have more understanding relationships in your life, which, as you say, is really key to to harmony. And to me, communication is fundamental to how you experience life. Then, um, yeah, it's, it's really important to do that. Absolutely. And I think the key thing that comes in the way here, as you said, these are simple things to do. But the one thing that comes in our way in doing these things, I'm going to be a little bit direct here, is our ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's our yeah, ego. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. our ego that says, yeah. I have all the information. I know it all. Why do I have to change for the other person? Yeah. We have the wrong perspective around that because when we think about harmony, here, 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 are the thing, here are the things that differentiate. When we think about harmony, here are the things that comes to mind for me. Number one, when we're creating that and related to the, to the dispersonality style, understanding yourself and others and using it, it will equip you to move forward. It will not, it will not equip you to just have something and not use it. When you, when you have that concept of harmony, it equips you to move forward in your life because now you know where you're going. The second thing is it, it really maximizes your energy levels. When it comes to that communication piece, for example, you will lose a lot of energy saying the same thing over and over again to the other person just because you weren't able to say it the first time in their language because your ego came in. So you're actually... And you, and you continue. And you continue. To use your own language. Exactly. <laughs> and burn out from trying to explain it. Exactly. To you create more frustration, more stress in your life, anger, and and. And it doesn't lead to anything. So it's really our ego that comes in the way here to, that doesn't allow us yeah. to, to. I like, I like that. I, I wrote it down. <laughs> why, why do I have to change? <laughs> I think that's, uh, that probably sum, sums up the entire conversation. Why do I have to change for someone else? Um, another interesting thing there in relation to that is this idea of, I know what it is I need to do, but I'm not doing it. And we could probably spend another few hours oh. talking about the knowing doing gap yeah we won't go into that today and <laughs> um, that will be coming up on a future episode for sure um but yeah no like we know what it is that we need to do but there's something that's holding us back from actually doing it and i think the simple answer to that is perspective like the example yeah. you just gave was why do i have to change we are thinking here how this will be benefiting the other person. We're not thinking how this will be benefiting us. The energy will save us, the stress it will save us, the effectiveness it will get us working on the project or whatever it is that we're talking about. Change your perspective. Maybe I, maybe I want to close with that, with that quote here from Wayne Dwyer. He said, 
when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It, it is as simple oh, yeah. as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that quote. Absolutely. Brilliant, brilliant place to end, actually. Um, now, the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what makes you happier at work? What makes me happy at work is that I do what I love and I love what I do. Like talking about the disc, helping people discover themselves and training people, helping people set up their businesses. I love doing that because I love seeing transformation into their lives when they discover, oh my God, there is so much more to what I thought, so much more to me than what I thought. This is what makes me happier at work because I do what I love. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. And if people would like to connect with you, if they want to reach out, what is the best way they can do that? So um, they can check out my website, which is called elevate-now.ca or they can send me an email. So my email is s Naushin, S-N-A-U-S-H-E-E-N at elevate-now.ca. Brilliant. That's great. Thank you so much for your time today. I absolutely loved this conversation and we probably could have gone on for another <laughs> little while talking about all of the different elements that make it up. But I think you gave some sure. really great nuggets. And for me personally, I can't stress enough how important it is to really understand ourselves and to grow in self-awareness, especially in order to have a more fulfilling life, to become a better leader and any of those things. I think it really starts with ourselves and understanding ourselves. I couldn't agree more with that. If we understand ourselves, we can be our best for ourselves and for others. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed our chat. Me too. Thank you. Before I wrap up this episode with some of the key takeaways and summary points that Nasheen and I discussed on the podcast, I wanted to let you know that if you want to get involved in the conversation, if you want to share your own views, your own perspectives, your own thoughts and experiences, feel free to do so by joining in the conversation over on LinkedIn. You will find my details in the show notes or if you want to go to the Happier at Work podcast website, it is happieratwork.ie and you will find multiple ways to connect with me there. You will also find a bit more information about the services that I offer to my clients. You will find a way to sign up to get the podcast directly to your inbox every week and you will also be able to listen to previous podcast episodes right there in your browser. And back to wrapping up the podcast with some of the key points, I absolutely loved what Nasheen had to say about this idea of harmony. So I know it's something that comes up quite a lot. We talk about work-life balance. And to me, I always struggled with the concept or with the idea of balance. It never really jarred well with me. And I always thought of it more as a blend. And in a previous podcast episode, Emiliana Simon Thomas mentioned that she calls it work-life harmony, which absolutely resonated much more with me. Now, Nasheen has taken that a step further and called it, well, it's just harmony. It's just life harmony. And it's it's not about trying to find that balance or trying to find the harmony between work and life, because at the end of the day, it's just one thing altogether. So I really, really liked that concept. And I'd love to know what you think about that as well. It's about really being aligned in every area. So thinking about your family, your hobby, work. Um, brilliant. I absolutely loved that. So coming back to some of the, the key points then, we spoke about using DISC as a, as a way to increase your self-awareness. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you'll know I'm a huge advocate. I think it's so, it's so critical to understand ourselves and to really have a, have a strong grasp on who we are and especially on the impact that we have on other people. The, using the disc is about understanding your dominant personality and it's not about putting yourself in a box. Um, it's about how you show up in a specific environment as well. And we all tend to be a mix. So we have the D, which is the dominant, and that is the confident, results-driven person. They make fast decisions. They do need some support with with patience and being argumentative, but it is quite a rare trait. It's uh, 3% of the population. 
Then we have the eyes, which are the influencing. They're the friendly, all talk. They're optimistic. They're encouraging. They're great storytellers. They have difficulty then with following through on, on certain things and they are driven primarily by popularity and they make up 11% of the population. Then we have the S's or the steady, and that is 69% of the population. That really shocked me a lot because I am one of those steady. That is my dominant trait, being reliable, loyal, a great listener, easily adapt, uh, don't want to take over, but somehow, um, or some of the, the kind of challenges will be resistance to change, difficulty with confrontation and difficulty expressing ourselves. So like sometimes I have a tendency to shut down rather than opening up to people. So really interesting. And then the 17% are the compliant. So they're the analytical mind, the really organized, they value quality, they're very precise, um, they're good at accounting, auditing, and very detail-oriented. But the drawbacks with that then is perfectionism, timing, resistance to change, and they want to have all of the data. So if you get an email from a person who is dominated or has the dominant C, then you are likely to get a bit of an essay with lots and lots of detail in there. I can certainly relate to that type as well. And I believe that the I and the C are kind of lesser traits for me um, as well. And I can definitely relate to the analytical mind and being a perfectionist and being quite organized as well. And one of the benefits of using these types of tools is to be able to move forward with, with less stress by focusing on the areas that you're really good at and focusing on the areas that you're strong on. And we spoke about the platinum rule versus the golden rule. This is something that I've only come across in the last few months, um, or it could even be more than a year at this stage. But it's this concept of the golden rule versus the platinum rule. Treat others as they would like to be treated. So the golden rule is we treat others as we would like to be treated. But the platinum rule is treat others as they would like to be treated. It's all about creating harmony in the workplace as well. So, and understanding yourself to be aligned to who you are and what you want. And asking yourself the question, is that in harmony with my life? So number one, understand yourself. And number two, understand what you want. And to do that, you can understand what triggers you, what motivates you, and you try and reduce the stress in that way. We all want to be able to express ourselves and really feel a sense that we are being understood. But sometimes the ego gets in the way. Why do I have to change for the other person? But when we can understand ourselves and others, we feel better equipped to move forward. And again, you know, tying in with, you've heard me talk about on previous podcasts, the knowing doing gap. So if we change our perspective and think about how it will benefit us, then we can better take action to be better communicators, to be more aligned and to, to really succeed in more areas in our life. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, get involved in the conversation on social media. If you want to find out how to connect with me, you will see details in the show notes or go to the Happier at Work podcast website, which is happieratwork.ie. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm delighted to have you here. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you could rate or review the podcast or share it with a friend. You'll find me on the website happieratwork.ie.